Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. What? Wait. Is it over? Am I dreaming? Dad, am I dreaming? Dreaming about what? I, I had a really bad dream that Michigan State lost four games in a row, and the Lions have lost three in a row. Is that, was that a nightmare? Is that real? Oh, no, that's real. It's oh, very, yeah, it is real. real. The nightmare continues. The nightmare on in Michigan continues. For two teams, at least, not for one. The team down the road. 93rd edition. Um of TFS. Here we are. Baseball playoffs have started. Um, walk off by the Astros earlier today. Came back in some Mariners. Fun stuff. Um, NFL's hot. College football is. Is it basketball season yet? 27 days until tip. Thank the good Lord. Um, need something else to look forward to. Um, Puck drops on the NHL yep, tonight. NHL tonight. Wings, I think their first game is on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, exciting, exciting, exciting. Um, but podium, as usual, I will go first, as usual. Uh, I'm going to talk about one of the teams I just mentioned, the Lions. Oh, boy. Dan Campbell said it in his press conference, this is rock bottom. And you're damn right it is, Dan. You just got shut out by the Patriots with a third-string quarterback, and you lost to freaking Matt Patricia. That fat blueberry just schooled you. Bluto. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. This guy, hell of a motivator. I'm sure he's a great leader of men. The guy can't coach football. He's not a good football coach. The decisions he makes, these guys are ill-prepared again. They have a crap defense. They won't fire anybody. I don't get this. I mean, this is the forwards are the issue here. I've said this in the past. It's a freaking tax write-off for them. The lines are cursed. All, I mean, all that crap. SOL. It's real. It really is. The Lions, it doesn't matter. It's. It seems like it's rigged that they're that bad because they would somehow stumble into a good season. Like the freaking Jaguars are doing decent. The Jets are doing decent. The Giants are terrible and they're 4-1. and one. I, Then you can't tell me the Lions don't have better talent than the Giants do and they're 4-1. and one. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um Never will understand it, but I don't. Dan Campbell, if this keeps up, he's probably not going to have a job much longer, to be honest with you. He might not make it to next year. Um, might have to look for a, a guy that's a winner, that knows how to coach football, because I don't think this guy is, is it right now. Like, yeah, his players love him, but he can't coach. He cannot coach. It's cute to go for it on fourth down once oh, for in a while. Six, six times down. in a game, oh, like four, spurning six. points. Why even have a kicker on your roster? Well, yeah, 40, could, have, could have had a 49-yard field goal. Go for it. Strip sack when you're down 6 nothing, Goes 13 nothing, and then you end up getting blown out. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. But there's no, that's nothing new in Detroit. Sad. 
All right, for my podium, let's talk a little bit of baseball, something I don't usually do. Um, I just had to call this out because it's playoff season, and playoff baseball is fun to watch, let's be honest, even though the Tigers haven't been there in forever. Um, it's kind of like playoff hockey, same thing. Playoff hockey is fun to watch. It's just intense. It's down, you know, especially if the games are close, it's down to last innings. Um, you know, it's good TV. Um, I did not see this, but I read this, and I would be remiss if I didn't call out the ridiculous gamesmanship that really only is this obviously allowed in baseball. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Mets manager Buck Showalter, the Mets getting their asses handed to them by the Padres in the wild card round. Joe Musgrove dealing one hitter through five, I think it was. Apparently, unbeknownst to me, they track spin rates on the ball. They being, you know, teams. And his spin rates were a little higher than average. Probably because he was throwing faster than average and there's more spin, but I'm not a scientist. So, um, anyway, Buck Showalter, knowing that the Mets had virtually no chance against an unhittable pitcher, calls timeout and has, as We're the Millers made famous, Joe Musgrove, among other things, his earlobes and ears were finger-effed by the umpires. Yes, you're hearing me correctly. There are images, videos of them rubbing his earlobes like they're trying to get fresh with him. They're checking his glove, his face, his mitt. And, of course, he said, hey, go for it. I got nothing to hide. Go for it. And he had nothing to hide. And he continued his domination. And the Padres won. And they're in the, you know, NLCS now. I don't know if it's the NLCS. It's the, the DS, the division series. There's so many layers of the playoffs now. My point being, only in baseball is this really allowable. Like, you could throw challenge flags in football or whatever, but that's for a play on the field. There's not like a coach, you know, disrupting the play. And I know baseball's romantic, and it's like the great line in in Moneyball, which is a fantastic movie. And I grew up loving baseball. But are you kidding me? Just because you're getting your ass kicked, you're going to, you know, accuse and try to, you know, doctor up some, some excuse. You're trying to get him off his game and trying to delay the game. Tell me you want all you want. It's part of the game. I say it's part of the reason why baseball is four and a half hours long. I can't wait till next year when they have pitch clocks. I'm hoping the Tigers will be better so we can actually watch a full game. I haven't watched a full game of baseball. I don't know how long, but I just had to, I had to give baseball a little bit of love. Uh, a little tip of the cap to Joe Musgrove, who was fantastic in that game, and ask Buck Showalter, WTF, dude. Get the umpire's uh, fingers out of the pitcher's ears. <laughs> All right, who are we flagging this awesome. week, Brian? Uh, flag this week, Devontae Adams, uh, receiver for the Raiders. If you didn't see it, um, they lost again. They suck. Um, and they were dominant early in that yeah, game, too. Pat, or, I'm sorry, Kelsey, freaking, he's a monster. Four touchdowns. <sighs> Unreal. But that's beside the point. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Devontae Adams walking up the field. There's a photographer standing there taking pictures, not bothering anyone. Walks up to him, just shoves him to the ground. He just keeps walking. For no no reason. Didn't say anything to him. Didn't the, the photographer's He says he walked thing. in front of him, basically. Just basically walked in front of him, and he pushes him to the ground. Guy got dinged if he did or not, or if he's just ambulance chasing, who knows. But he's he's filing a police report against it. It'll, it'll settle. He'll make some money, and it'll all be good. That's the whole point, probably, of this. But, like, 
Come what on, are you dude. doing? Like man. you're a professional. That's Just act like you've been there. I get it. You're one and four. You've you had the blown game against the Cardinals. You had that last night was a blown game. Some of that though is on your coach going for it on fourth and one when you're in field goal range. Um, I think you've lost to the Broncos this year. The dude was is a retread coach. He's not a very good coach. Demonte Adams is frustrated. He and Carr are a good combo together, but the Raiders are being the Raiders, which is not much of a step above the Lions. Devonte Adams, you get the flag this week. Although we could have called it tee up, because Big Fella has basketball for us, so we're going back to around the world. We may bounce back and forth week to week around the world versus four downs, but we got plenty to talk about this week. So let's go to spot number one, Ryan. Yeah, spot one, uh, Big Ten football weekend review per usual. Uh, let's get started here. I got, I got a question first. All right. This is a question from longtime listener, no time caller, Chris. This may take the whole podcast. No, but. Oh boy. Question for the pod, Chris texted me last week. What will the identity of Mel Tucker's football teams be? In my opinion, they should already have one, but whatever. Because right now, I have no clue. He okay. called out the fact that under Coach D was very clear. We were going to play tight coverage and pass. We were going to be blue collar. We were going to work hard, and we were going to punch, slug it out with people and win seventeen to fourteen. So my question to you, Ryan, and we're not going to get to the Michigan State part yet of the Ohio State. Separate from that, what is slash what will be the identity of this football team, Chris? That's a that's a million dollar question here. I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I don't know. It, it should be it should be defense. And aggression and playing hard, I think just carrying on the D'Antonio thing, but just with better recruits, honestly. But right now, the identity is a team patched together with an occasional star out of the transfer portal. Now, Kenneth Walker, obviously otherworldly star, got guys like Jacoby Winmon, very good star out of the transfer portal, and some other good transfers last year and this year. I get it. But that is not something to hang your hat on. Free agency, as Mel calls it, is not something to hang your hat on. So that's what Michigan State's identity is now. We're the team who got Kenneth Walker out of the portal and hit a home run last year. We're the team that is still trying to patch together a defense, especially out of the portal, and it ain't working. That cannot continue to be Mel Tucker's identity and and the identity of his teams. His teams, in my opinion... For Michigan State to truly get there, and I, I don't have any doubts that he can recruit. Yes, they lost a four-star this week, but they're about ready to flip a four-star. Net-net, like I said to my buddies, I don't care until they sign on the dotted line. Anyway, these are 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds, sometimes kids. They change their mind. They blow like a fart in the wind. Whatever. I get it. We lost an O-lineman, and we can use an O-lineman. Those are two or three-year-down-the-road recruits, so I'll live with it. Aside from recruiting, which I think is the secondary right now, you know, identity of the team is Mel Tucker as a recruiter. Michigan State's identity has to be that it dominates in the trenches because the best teams in the Big Ten and college football dominate in the trenches. Sure do. Georgia, Ohio State. I'm not going to say Michigan is one of the best teams this year because I they think do. they're they completely overinflated, the but they dominate in the trenches. There's a reason why Blake Corum, who's no bigger than the corn of my crap, is as good as he is. He's talented, yes, but he also plays behind one of the 
arguably best offensive lines in the country. Sure Look at Illinois' bounce back. Illinois' bounce back is because Bert, Brett Bielema is known for one thing, building Haas offensive lines that you can pound the rock behind. That needs to be Michigan State's, I, that needs to be their on-field identity. Great recruiting, building up the talent pipeline, that's fine as an identity, but your on, your identity on the field is where you win, and it has got to be domination in the trenches, and it is nowhere near there right now. <laughs> nowhere near there. Okay, that, that part aside. Go ahead, Ryan. Let's let's talk game to game. Uh, here. Review. Um, let's see. So we're, it was week six. Uh, Nebraska Rutgers didn't watch a second of it. Uh, Friday Nebraska night game. Fourteen thirteen. Uh, boring. Sweeped it out. Um, Michigan Indiana. Ten ten at half. Um, Indiana had some momentum and they they just couldn't get it done. They couldn't. Um, they had a great game plan. I mean, they were dinking and dunking Michigan, basically call them, call them run pass or pass run plays is what I call them. Like just quick out, basically long screen passes or long, you know, one yard passes out and let guys get out in space and it was working and Michigan couldn't stop it. Um, and then Indiana would try to mix in the inevitable, well, we're actually going to try to run the ball or we're going to drop our quarterback back with a line that couldn't block. And by the way, didn't they fire their offensive fired their lineman? offensive line coach? Yep, and Slash run game, game coordinator, coordinator, which hmm, shocker when you look at yeah. it. I, I still am not convinced nice. that Michigan is with there. We'll see this week, right? If this Penn, is the real test. If Penn State is as good as if they're as quote good as they seem, and I don't know if they really are. Then we'll get a feel for it. But you barely beat Maryland at home. You went and beat a very pedestrian Iowa team who can't score on the road. In Iowa, okay, fair, tough place to win, but still not a very good Iowa team. And you beat a not very good Indiana team, okay, on the road. So I got to say to that, Desmond Howard, Ryan, you sent me this, right? Talking about how is Ohio State going to, like, when are they going to show up and actually, you know, arrive at college somebody. football? And then uh, old boy from Georgia, Pollock. Pollock, David Pollock, like, makes a retort about Michigan. Desmond, shut up. Look who you picked for the. CFP for starters, and second of all, who in the hell has Michigan played compared to Ohio State? And oh, by the way, Ohio State has absolutely crushed every single one of their opponents. You have not. So my brother, shut up. Yeah, he's all an right. idiot. Move off that game. JJ's not the truth. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. We'll, we'll see this weekend. Penn State's the best defense by far. Very good playing. secondary. Very good. So that'll be a test. Uh, Wisconsin Northwestern. Oh boy, Wisconsin rolled them. Northwestern. Oh wait, 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 okay. Wait, I gotta go back to this. I wrote this down and I forgot about it. First of all, can we stop with Michigan being the big noon game for Fox? Like I'm getting tired of that already. And I was looking forward to being tour. away from ESPN. It's their fourth week this week. What got me in that game? Because you know we're flipping through games and we're trying to pay attention, especially to Big Ten games for the podcast. Gus and Joel comparing Blake Corum to Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith. Are you effing kidding me? Are you kidding me? Blake Corum is a good running back. He's You're putting him in the same three. breath as Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith, quite arguably with Walter Payton, the three best running backs on the face of the planet ever and forevermore. Get real. That's why I'm tired. It's become the Michigan network. It's, it's gross. Fest. It's gross. All right, sorry. Well, they're going to they get game. it this week and then probably for Michigan State as well. So Ridiculous. And Ohio State. So, fun. Um, 
But yeah, Wisconsin smoked Northwestern. Northwestern after that win against Nebraska, they've lost every game since. Um, not oh, not play. good either. I mean, I'm looking like yeah. I got my master roster up here. They've scored. They've scored 31 in that first game. Since then, this 23, 24, 14, 7, 7. Ouch. Mm, not looking good for Pat. No. no. <clears throat> Shit, that's not good. They're not going to fire him, though. <clears throat> no, but maybe he'll leave. I don't know. Iowa, Illinois. Snooze fest, 9 to 6. 9 6. Illinois. Iowa's a train wreck. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, it's 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 because of his it's his son, Brian what? Ferentz. I mean, what was the thing that you said to me the other day, Ryan? Or was it you or was it Chris said something about how in like the media days or something, Kirk no, Ferentz yeah, yeah. said. No, no, no. Yeah, there was a, a question. It was like, what's like the most overrated stat in football? And Kirk Ferentz said offensive yards. And Mel Tucker said pass defense. That's all I'm going to say to that. It's just Iowa is probably as bad a Iowa team as I've seen since. I'd have to really go back and look at like sports reference for stats or whatever. But this is like beginning of Kirk uh, Ferentz tenure bad they're, they're right now. Bad. I mean, their defense. Okay, they held Illinois to nine points. That was also with Art Sitkowski at quarterback because Tommy, don't call me Danny DeVito, got hurt in that game. Right. Um, and Illinois helped them out because I think they had some turnovers down in the red zone. Illinois' and, defense know, is for real. Illinois' defense is for real, and Illinois can run the ball. Those are things that Iowa used to be able to do, but certainly yeah, doesn't Kirk appear Ferentz, to Yeah, Kirk Ferentz, his first three years he went, the first two years he went 1-10 and 10 and 3-9, and nine, and then he's made a, a bowl basically every year since, except for 2012 he went 4-8. and eight, So, Well, and they're 3-3 three and three right now. They'll probably... They might well. They got Ohio State after by Northwestern. They'll beat Northwestern. Purdue, Purdue. I don't, Purdue, think they'll beat Purdue. Eh, I don't Wisconsin, know if they can beat Wisconsin, eh, Minnesota, eh, Nebraska. Eh. Well, they'll beat Nebraska. And the rest I mean, of the six and six. That might be it for Iowa this year. Uh, and then the final Big Ten game of the week. Um, that's really that's the, all. The drubbing and yeah, not many. A lot of buys. Uh, the drubbing in East Lansing. Um, oh, no, Maryland they, lost to Purdue. Oh, why did I not have that in here? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I skipped over that. That was controversial, if you saw that. Purdue had uh, Purdue was way off sides on an extra point that they blocked, and the refs completely missed it. And Maryland didn't even troll. They flat out called out and said, basically, we're the Rodney Dangerfield. We ain't getting no respect. That's why they lost, because it put them behind the eight ball, and then they scored late, late to try to tie it, and they had to get the two-point conversion to tie it to put it into overtime. Yep. They would have had, with a really good kicker, you know, in college, extra points are virtually unmissable unless you're Michigan State. Um, yeah, I can see why Maryland was a little bit pissed, but Purdue's kind of been finding a way to their defense to grind them out a little bit. bit you know, actually. they Purdue. You know, they're uh, what they're four and two now after and starting they one have probably and two. Beaten Penn State and Syracuse, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those were a three point and a four point game. I mean. So maybe Purdue's rounding into form at the right time, too. So, all right, now with that, we can talk about... Yeah, 49-20, it wasn't that close, all right? Let's be real. Ohio State played their starters until maybe midway through the third quarter. Could have been way worse. C.J. Stroud in the last two years against Michigan State, 12 touchdowns, 8 incompletions. Holy... That's amazing. And actually, technically, 7 incompletions because he threw a 13th touchdown. He just threw it to Michigan State. Uh, and not his fault. The the receiver ran the wrong route or broke off well, the route and went the, long. The funny thing about it is, you know, Michigan State finally gets the ball first because Ohio State defers, and Michigan State, you know, puts together a decent drive. They get into Ohio State it's territory. A couple of nice throws. Then Peyton from Thorne Thorne Reed. just he just goes, goes in a triple cover. Brain fart, like 
just tunnel vision. Let's throw in the triple coverage because it's Jaden Reed. You suck, dude. You're trash. I'm sorry. You're awful. Kenneth Walker made you good. You're awful. Well, and then we find out today he's been playing with a he lower body He says he's been playing injury. hurt. Why is he playing? So that I probably impacts that. his footwork. Why it impacts his leg drive. Playing? It impacts his running. I don't know. I tried to listen to, honestly, I, I love I love Coach Tucker, and I've defended him here, and I do think that he's got you know at least two more years, maybe even three, to prove this out with his he's, recruiting and stuff. But I will tell you, I listened to his Monday press conference, and I actually was falling asleep listening to it. It was after work today. If you want to get as close to the nonsense, ridiculous, circular talk, catch a mental chicken, absolute freaking double talk nonsense that the Vice President of the United States does every time she opens her effing mouth, listen to a Mel Tucker uh, press conference. He's annoying. He said nothing. He, he said talks about nothing. The film. The film. The film, the yes. Film. And one of his things that did Screw stand that. out to me was, well, you know, you might not think that the offensive line played well, but you just see what you see. Well, no shit, Mel. We see what we see. We see Thorne either getting sacked or having no or time to hit receivers. Guys in his lap. Can't run, whatever. And he says, well, some of that is just the is just the design, and not every play is meant to work and whatever. I'm like, what? I, I had to stop listening. I, like, I, I couldn't listen to it. So... Just put your money where your mouth is. Stop talking about changes. Stop talking about we got to get it right on film. He said their approach, which, okay, I don't argue with their approach, was to show players the good plays. And he's like, they weren't all bad plays. Show them the good plays and tell them what was right about it. Uh, And then show them the bad plays and tell them what was wrong about it. Okay, you can tell them all you want, but freaking show them in practice. Get them ready. And if it's a positioning thing, simplify it. I mean... Oh, thank goodness it sounds like Mangum is not like a career-threatening thing. That was, was a fun, nasty. Was I mean, he got trucked. Definitely lost consciousness. I'm sure he's in concussion protocol, but he's going to be okay. But you lose him, and then you have two. Now, Brooks has been pretty good this year, but you have two, two division, division two transfers two playing safety. starting in the Big Ten. At so safety. simplify things. Play your oh. freshman. I would rather ride and die with some of these guys that came in, like AJ Kirk and stuff, that are that are freshmen, I don't care. Put them in there. Put in guys that make it simple. Michigan State. We talked about this on the podcast before. In 2015, went down to Michigan with a top 10 team against a top 10 Michigan team, beat them, albeit on the you know crazy, you know, fumbled snap play, but with a pair of safeties that were true freshmen. Just do it. Who cares? Who cares? If they get hurt down the road in their career. They can redshirt then. If they're good enough athletically, put them out there. Because the guys you're running out there right now, Awful. Division two guys against Ohio State, I mean, some Might of those well some, now show. some of those catches, like there was a play where Mark Harrison Speed is, was in, or Brantley, one of the two was in Brantley, amazing yeah. position, and Marvin Harrison just absolutely made an incredible play. Yeah, just, and, hey, look, just like Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed minus a drop and a stupid step out of bounds or whatever. He made a couple phenomenal catches. He makes the impossible catches look easy. He makes the easy catches look impossible. Look impossible. Um, so anyway, that's my, like, Mel, put your money where your mouth is. Stop talking about we need to do this and we're fixing it. Then show it. Because minus the fact that last year a better Michigan State team lost by more on the road, 56-7, to to it was 49-20 to this time. By the way, I covered that 401K on the spread. Told you Ohio State was going to cover the spread, smash it. 
Okay, points-wise, it was closer. On the field, it was not even anywhere closer. So don't even, don't, you know, buy that as a moral victory. Yeah, Ohio State's great. We expected to lose. We kept it closer. No, we didn't. No. No, we Because the last touchdown, we had one touchdown from the first-string offense. I would have to look, but Kim might have more productive touchdown drives in backup duty than Thorne does in starting duty. And then we finally had our first interception of the season. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. The, you know, this is a, the first half score until Michigan State scored that pick. Is that the first one? Yeah, pick six? Yeah. Had been, since 2019, the first half score against Michigan State up to that point had been 84 to nothing. Nice. Um, I, I I don't know why Elijah Collins isn't the featured back. That just baffles. He me. he gets he fights for yards. He, he, I mean, it's not that Berger it. and Broussard are bad, but I think Broussard he, he bad. can. Berger's Ber- not bad. Um, <laughs> Collins makes his crappy offensive line look a little bit a better because he gets back. forward. He he's gets used forward to push. a bad line. Right, right. His freshman year, right. Um, and, and, and we the receivers. Michigan State's receivers have been great. I mean, Keon is going to be. Next year, if he has a good year, he's gone. Why aren't you he's game-planning Barker? He didn't see a one ball I'm, in the I game. I was going to say, Mosley's been great. Reed finally looked like Carr himself. can't catch a damn pass. They throw it why, to a former kicker. Why are we end. throwing, scheming Tyler Hunt, number 97, a sixth-year former Offensive players punter. and kickers should be banned from wearing why, numbers why? above why are we 89. throwing him the ball? This guy has bricks for hands, and you scheme him. He misses blocks. He doesn't catch passes. What are you doing? And then you throw Malik Carr screen, he drops it. Daniel Barker is probably going to get drafted. He's 6'4", 250 pounds. He's an athlete. He's a solid tight end. He's going to get drafted late in the NFL draft because of his size alone and just athleticism. And you don't find a way to scheme him into one pass, even one target. For God's sakes, yeah. Jay. you This guy needs to be under fire. Dude, he sucks. This offensive line... Can't crush a grape in a food fight. Yeah, Jarrett Horst, I don't get him out of my sight. That guy is a they, they clown. couldn't. They routinely were getting beaten by a four-man rush, even with a quarterback. Yeah, this is to ridiculous. Help. So it was six on, and sometimes with a tight end, seven on four, and they couldn't block. Well, him. here's the thing: the last touchdown drive, we still wouldn't put in the young guys. We still this crap old guys. It's not working. Kapilovich, you suck. You're supposed to turn around this offensive line. It's regress. It's gotten worse yeah, it's, since you've been here. Bad. And you're getting paid a million dollars for this. Our pass rush, not there again. Linebackers, Ben Van Suman, trash. Kel Halliday, trash. Can't tackle. Out can't cover. Yep. Angelo Gross on Ohio State's touchdown after Michigan State gets the pick six tries to communicate as the play is being started and just, like, goes rogue and leaves a guy wide open. What are you doing? What are These guys, pra- I don't think they practice. I really don't. Oh, I think they had Ohio State covering the spread. I think that they just, they don't practice. They just do their film. Oh, you guys did good here. Just, just no. It's enough. It's the same crap every week. And you haven't fixed yeah. it once. I mean, here's the only the only defensive player that plays worth a damn and with fires Chuck Brantley. That's it. And Winmon, Winmon. Yes, those two. That's it. Nobody else. Yeah, I'm tired of I this. Agree. Yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing. Maybe if Michigan State's defensive coordinator didn't look like he collects cans in the MSU lecture halls during the week, uh, look like a you know quasi homeless dude with that stupid that. beard and stolen TV. sweatshirt, like stop showing him. We know our defense sucks. And by the way, 
Rutgers fired, I think, their offensive coordinator. Like, Mel, it's okay to make a coaching change. You don't have to be Rutgers. loyal to, yeah, the, loyal to the death. Rutgers. Indiana and Rutgers, bottom-tier programs that we're going to have to try to Poverty. beat this year, they they got rid of guys in midseason. It's I'm not, sorry, it's not uncalled for. Do it. Wisconsin fired a, a really good, successful coach to get what they wanted. Like, you can't accept mediocrity. No, this you isn't, can't. This isn't the Mark D'Antonio country club hang out with your friends every and, day. And now. here's the thing. You're not doing that anymore. If, you're, if your line's going to suck, novel concept. Get Thorne out of the pocket. Okay, I get it. He's been hurt and we didn't know about that. But still, when he gets out of the pocket, and they did it more against Maryland, he has time. He has success. He can get it to but his that's receivers. smart. Why are we not throwing quick hitters? Yeah, get it middle. to Reed in space. Throw it to your Get guys. it to Keon Coleman in space. Yes, like, get it. Do we ever attack the middle of the defense? To running backs, not freaking seventh-year tight ends that have they're nine hundred years old. Teams Stop attack it. Teams attack the hell out of our middle. Well, and we don't do it. Are, this, special, okay, Scotty Hazelton needs to be fired. Harlan Barnett. I I don't care if he's a Spartan legend. He needs to be fired. Our secondary is trash. I, I maybe I don't, I don't know about our Kapovich probably needs to go. Um, and Ross Ells, the special teams coordinator, I don't know what the hell he's doing. How do you miss an extra we, point we, in college? Our, our, our kick game, we might as well go for two because it's 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 disgusting. We can't snap, we can't kick, we can't block. What are these guys doing? What the are only doing? the only special teams we have. Well, That's Henry it. was really good in kick returns because he got a hell of a lot of them to field. And Behringer has been great. He he killed a couple dead inside the ten, which has maybe been his weakness. Um, he's auditioning and looking good for a pro career. He's, a couple yeah, other thoughts from that game, and then we can move on. Most rush yards by Henderson in a quarter this season. He absolutely was destroying us. He destroyed Mangum on it. It was a clean play. He just lowered his shoulder and destroyed him. Um, only Drew Brees has also thrown five-plus touchdowns in a game against the same opponent in his career in the Big Ten um, twice. So Brees did that twice against Northwestern. Uh, and now Stroud has done it twice against Michigan State. Um, this is, and Chris wanted me to look this up, this is the first time since 2002, and those have been around for a while, remember 2002, Bobby Williams era, that Michigan State has lost four consecutive games by double digits. That ended with a 49-3 shellacking, most embarrassing, uncompetitive game ever against Michigan in my life that I can remember. That led to his firing when they asked if he had lost control of his team. Um, and I'm the last thing I'm going to say about this, and we'll move to spot two, laugh. But maybe Michigan State should have gone after Brett Bielema when we hired Tuck. Why? He built a very good offensive line and a solid defense in two years, something we've had neither of. Nope. All right. Uh, spot two, uh, college football review will go quick. Um Texas, oh my lord, just absolutely murders Oklahoma. Their defense is an absolute train wreck. They're up. with a defensive coach. And let me give you this: this is a Oklahoma futility. Just to put that in perspective, forty-nine to nothing. Oklahoma has lost three straight games for the first time since nineteen ninety-eight. They've lost back-to-back games by thirty-plus points. Michigan State's not even been that bad for the first time ever. In the same season. Ever. Been playing in well over 100 years. Allowed the most points ever to Texas. And it's the worst margin ever versus Texas. Texas, your rival. 
and it snapped a 311-game scoring streak. So not only does their defense suck donkey balls, their offense isn't much better. Now, that's what happens when you have, and I think he's hurt anyway, but you have a UCF formerly hurt quarterback as your, right? When yeah, Gabriel, one Gabriel. of those guys that came back from injury? Yeah. Like, that's that's crazy, crazy to me. Like, Oklahoma's that bad, and this is why I actually had toyed with my poll, or my not my poll question, my... um. My podium being why we need to get rid of these farces that are preseason polls. I've done this before. I'm going to say this right now. Public service announcement. From now on, Ryan and I for the podcast are going to treat the preseason top 25 as how it ended the year before. I don't care who lost what, who's got what coming back, who was what. It's nonsensical to publish a poll with any data, without any data from a season until six weeks in. Because Oklahoma was a borderline CFP team that might struggle to make a bowl. Michigan State was a top 15 team that won't make a bowl. It's ridiculous. Go off a of last year, start from there, and then get some data in. So that's my point on that one. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. Kansas how, about, and- how about this? Bama. Three turnovers plus for the first time in 84 games. Almost gave it away. That's seven, didn't. well, not quite in their world because they play stupid. so many games, but that's like six seasons. That's crazy. Uh, it was their first blown double-digit lead since the 2017 CFP championship against Clemson. Wow. How about this? Welcome to the Big Ten. USC and UCLA are both 6-0 and for the first time since 2005. That's crazy. That's no really wonder the crazy. Pac-12 is sending letters to try to keep teams in. They're they're both playing pretty well. It'll be hopefully they can both stay undefeated when they play each other, um, you know, in the final game of the season like they typically do. That will be a hell of a rivalry game on Thanksgiving weekend. For yeah, sure. that'd be fun. That'd be really fun. You know, and um, here we here we thought when Utah uh, lost against Florida that shut the Pac-12 out, and no, then Oregon no. got blown out by somebody, and blah blah blah. Well, no, you got USC and UCLA. We forgot about them, but hey, they're Big Ten teams. They know how to win. That's exactly right. Uh, TCU Kansas was a good one. Kansas fell short, um, but yeah, good for them. It made a good showing in front of game day. You know, they're yeah. funny with as bad as I just said Oklahoma is, and maybe you got this in our picks this week. They're nine. Kansas is a nine and a half point dog. That's crazy. against Oklahoma this week. Yeah, like I, at, uh, I think it's at Oklahoma, but I'm like, I'll take Kansas in the nine and a half points. I mean, I. Now, their quarterback, I think, is out because he had a shoulder injury, so yeah. maybe that bears into it, but crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy stuff, yeah, Kansas. Uh, Tennessee smoked, LSU absolutely smoked. Noon game, which is an 11 o'clock game in LSU. Snoozer, Tennessee just absolutely wrecked them. Huge game this weekend, Tennessee-Alabama. Oh, my gosh, it's massive. Um, going to be a massive game. Texas A&M, like, what in the hell are you doing running and out on the last play of the game from the one-yard line? Like, Give yourself a chance. Hell, try to run it in. You you had basically, it was your man against the defender, who, by the way, was draped all over him, and it could have been pass interference for another play. Um, and the pylon and the sideline and everything else defending him. Like, you gave yourself no chance. This quarterback, this young quarterback, had to put it in a window like an Aaron Rodgers would. And he didn't come close. I mean, that's a coaching, that's coaching on Jimbo Fisher's. He's, he's stupid. As far as I'm concerned. I, I think he's really stupid. Trying um, to think of what other games there were. Um, South Carolina beat Kentucky. You told you Kentucky is fraudulent. Well, Levis trash. is hurt too, yeah, but yeah, still. Yeah. Notre Dame bounced back. They've won three in a row. 
Yeah, I beat a decent BYU team in what they their dome series or whatever they played in Vegas. Yep. Kansas State's winning more. Washington's back down to earth. They're actually not lost good. a bad Arizona State yeah. team. It's, that tells you what you need to know about. We have forty five. Penix went off on Michigan State's crappy defense. That was all. That was about. Yeah, that was honestly about it. Nothing else crazy happened. I don't think. All right, well, before we get into spot three, um, a quick word from our presenting sponsor. Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that best fits your needs and makes the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients over 30-plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. Uh, spot three, uh, we're going to do the week uh, week seven preview here quickly. Um, hey, here we go. Um, let's see. Uh, straight up on most of these, um, Michigan, Penn State. Michigan's favored by what, like six and a half? But yeah, it's six and a half. Straight up. I think Michigan's going to win close. I I just think they, because they're at home, I don't. Penn yeah, State if it was on struggles. the road, it might be different. Penn State's coming off a bye, so they get healthy, but sometimes the bye disrupts you. Penn State actually didn't play that well the week before the bye, 17-7 to over Northwestern. Unfortunately, I don't think Michigan's going to get tested until the Ohio State game, so we're going to have to hear about it, and they're going to be on Big Noon for the next seven years in a row. Yeah, go with Michigan. Uh, We've got Minnesota-Illinois, also 6.5, I think. Uh, Minnesota is favored. Illinois at home, a a 6.5 point dog. I'm going with the Illini, man. i got to guess because DeVito's maybe, I don't know what happened to him the other night because maybe he's hurt and hurts. I think he's questionable. Sitkowski is amp, but they've got a great running back. Their defense is wonderful. And Chase, he's a great running back, and their defense is great. I don't know. Minnesota was off last week. They it was a dud against Purdue. They probably have Ibrahim back. I think he's supposed to be. Um, you know, and that makes a big difference. Who'd you pick? I picked the Illini. I'm I'm going to go with the Illini too. I mean, they're bucking all the trends. They're five and one so far, ranked for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I had them at. Three and three, so um, I have them in my preview losing to Minnesota, but I, I think they're a better team right now. Maryland, Indiana, uh, Maryland's eleven and a half point favorite. I'm going with the Terps. I think Indiana's just. Are we picking against the spread yeah, or eleven just... and a half minus eleven and a half? Yeah, Maryland. Maryland's going to be pissed about losing to Purdue. I think they win that game by yeah, fourteen plus. I think they're going to play pretty dang. Well. Now that's another one. I had Indiana in my preseason preview, actually getting that as their only Big Ten win. Um, but they, but they already beat Illinois, so yeah. Uh, go down the road, East Lansing, Michigan State's a seven and a half point dog at home to Wisconsin. So you got to figure that's ten and a half on the road because you get three generally at home. Um, Are we picking spread or straight up? We're spreading this one. I think Michigan State covers but does not win. I think they lose by like like a last second field goal or something. I would like to believe it, and I'll be there. Um, and if the product is decent enough, I will stay if they're competitive. Well, it was funny. I was talking to Dob on text today, Ryan, and he's like, oh, we were talking about the weather for the tailgate because that's what we're looking forward to. It's yep. supposed to be 52 and sunny in Lansing. It's going to be beautiful for tailgating and a 4 o'clock game. Got to love it. Um, is it ba- It's so bad that we were 11-2 and two last year, and we're just hoping for a competitive game, like something better than we've seen the last four weeks. I just this is this is the last 
If Michigan State doesn't win this game, there this is, is no, this is a crossroads. This there's no way they go to a bowl game. If they win this, there's a chance. There's a this slight is... chance with with Illinois, Indiana, and Rutgers being the most other winnable games. But really, realistically, I just don't. I don't. I think Wisconsin covers seven and a half. I think Wisconsin wins by 10, 13, 14 points. This is a must win for Michigan. Even without State. Malusi. You know, one of their top running backs. This is a must-win, and I can't stress that enough. Um, it is, and believe me, I'll be rooting my ass off for them in my green and white overalls. But I just, I just don't, I, I don't see anything, and I don't hear anything that proves otherwise to me. Now, if they shock me and Henderson and Slade are back, and that makes some sort of a difference for the defense, but the defense is still going to suck even with two more good players on the defense. So, uh, last Big Ten game: Nebraska, Purdue. It's at Purdue. 13.5-point favorite Purdue is I think that they're going to cover That's it. That's a big spread. Yeah, I think they're going to cover it. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Boy, 13.5. I mean, two touchdowns. Let's take a quick look here. So Nebraska uh, won a grinder against Rutgers, 14-13. They beat Indiana 35-21. Purdue's defense, like you said, has been playing it's been pretty good. decent. You know, and Nebraska's not had great, a receiver into the transfer portal. Uh, Boy. Okay, I'll bite. It's at Purdue. I'll take Purdue to cover that spread. Okay. And then we're gonna do a few others. Bama, Tennessee, straight up. Uh, it's gonna be. This is huge. Is Young back? If Young's back, it's a no-brainer for me. If he's I, not, I don't know if because um, Tennessee's best receiver was no, their corner. Corner. Their beat, best defensive player. Beat the crap out of somebody. Felony assault. Dumbass. Yeah. Typical SEC. I'm going Bama. I don't. I can't. I can't pick against them. But that's the thing, though, is if if it's Bryce Young is playing, yes. But if not, I mean, you're talking Hooker's about a, very good. You're talking about a redshirt freshman quarterback for Alabama who's talented, but is Turnover t- fumbled twice through an interception the other day. It's hard not knowing. I wish I could just split it down the middle. I mean, I'll go with Bama because Tennessee hasn't beaten them in forever. Tennessee is going to be way keyed up. That is going to be a crazy atmosphere. Wouldn't surprise me if Tennessee wins, especially if Young doesn't play. But I think Young will find a way to play, and Bama will find a way to win. He's going to play. Uh, Oklahoma State, TCU, top 15 game. Um, Both undefeated? Yeah, crazy. I'm going with the Pokes in a close one. Where is it? Spreads three. I think it's at TCU. I'm going TCU. I like the way TCU is playing. I think their offense is good, and their defense is, you know, they got the Sunny Dykes offense, and their defense is, has been decent too. So, thank God the Lions are on a bye. I don't think I could handle that crap again. Um, good, maybe we will actually watch my team, the Vikings. Play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bills and no, we'll the, the, the Chiefs. Bills, Chiefs. Oh, I'm boy. going with the Bills. Revenge. Is it, is it the Bills or is it? At? I have no idea. I just put it in there because I saw their. I think the Bills are playing really, really well right now. I mean, obviously. Chiefs had a great bounce back last night on Monday Night Football after down 17 nothing. It's at Kansas City. Hmm. I'll go with the Bills. It's a toss-up, but I think I like how the Bills are playing. And then a little division rivalry. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles. Um, Cooper Rush is undefeated as a starting quarterback, and their defense is good. Really good. Micah Parsons is unbelievable. an An animal. I'm going with the Eagles. I, I like Jalen. Where is it? It's at, I think it's at um, Philly. If it's at Philly, I'll go with the Eagles too. I think the Cowboys can bottle up their offense a little bit. But the Eagles have, 
they've got a very multi-dimensional offense. I mean, you got a quarterback who can run. He's got a good arm. He's got good, really good receivers. He's got a good running game behind him. He's got a very good offensive line. Um, yeah, Eagles are the only undefeated team, and I think they stay undefeated. Yep, I agree. So that's uh, week seven um, as we transition to spot number four. It's back. Hoops is back. Um, we're gonna do. A, this is where I get to. Sit I'm gonna back do a few previews. Um, break. I don't. I don't know how to go about this. Um, how many should I do? Like two, three. There's 14 teams. You got seven weeks then to do it. I mean, it's up to you. We seven could, weeks. Uh, we don't have that much time. Do two. Do three. Do three. I can uh, do, do three. three. Yeah. We'll. I, I just have them in a random order here. By not by. I didn't really pick. I'm just kind of team previews here. Um, I'll do the Rutgers Scarlet Knights first. Coming off of. Um, a second straight NCAA tournament appearance. Um, they lost arguably two of their most important players, Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker, just staples the last few years, scores and just leaders, senior leadership, all that good stuff. Um, so they have some some holes to fill there, but I mean, last year they were you know seventy seventh in Ken Palm, seventy fifth in Evan Maya, which is a, a nice little analytics page. Um, their their defense was was decent, offense not so much. Um, very slow team, 297th in the country in tempo. Um, interesting. What they do return um, a decent amount of guys. Mulcahy, um, the he's the, back. The ferryman is back. He's been there like 12 years. What is he? Brian Cardinal is he's he? A senior. Is he Robbie Hummel? He's good. I think he he's, is good. He's, he's a, a dime robber. He's kind of he's kind of sloppy at not times. Not a great but. shooter. He's kind of. Not a, a kind of a liability in defense, but he's kind of fun to watch. I like him. He's probably their most important player. Then they got Caleb McConnell back. Not a great offensive guy, but th- the best defender in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Um, he's a lockdown guy. I think he's redshirt senior. If I yeah, fifth year senior here. He's six seven. He's got the length. He, he's a nice player. Then Amarui, who I really think has a chance to break out. Um, you know he's. He was pretty good last year. He's he's a little skinny yet, um, but he's tall. He's a, a pretty good shot blocker, and around the rim, he dunks everything. Uh, he's like their highest-rated recruit they've ever had. Um, those three guys definitely will start, I believe. And then you bring in um, Andre Hyatt. He was more of a, a, a bench guy last year, um, former LSU transfer. Um, decent player. Then Dean Reber. Um, Came off the bench, he torched Michigan State. He's probably the only good game he played. He's six ten shooter. Um, then they have a few other guys. Mawat Mag, uh, he's back. He didn't play a ton last year. Um, pretty long guy. And then Jalen Miller and o- Oscar Palmquist, a um, couple other guys that bigger um, and uh, played a little bit last year. But when you look at it, um, Bartorvik, who I'm going to use a lot this year, I think that they they have great stuff, great analytics. They have their 2023 projections. They think um, they'll finish about 57th in the country, 110th in offense, which isn't great, 21st in defense. That's pretty dang good. They return 63.5% of their minutes. Um, out of 100, um, their talent level is 47.3, so not overly high. They project them. 19 and 12, 10 and 10 in the Big Ten, about a nine seed in the tournament. Only give them a 29% chance to make a tournament, um, which is interesting there. Um, do have some good newcomers. Um, one who I think will start is Cam Spencer. He's a 6'4 um, guard transfer shooter. Um, he's from Loyola, Maryland. Shout out to my mother uh, in her alma mater. Greyhounds. Uh, yep, the Hounds. Um, 
probably will start. He's a nice player. He was all conference in the in the Patriot League there. Um, then they have a few freshmen, a uh, couple three stars: Derek Simpson, Antoine Wolfolk, um, a point guard in the power forward. Then they have Antonio Cole, six eight, not ranked guy. I'm sure he'll be a a guy that will redshirt um, and kind of do that thing for for Coach uh, Steve Peichel, who I who I really enjoy. Um, as a coach, I think that he's he's really good, underrated coach. He is them going in the right direction. They've kind of built a steady program, um, building a lot of buzz around them, um, just in general. But looking at their schedule, I mean, I'm going through it right now. I mean, not a ton of tough games. I mean, Temple, who's not a bad team in the in the A10, um, play go down to Miami, who who will probably be a decent team. Um, in, in the ACC, uh, play Seton Hall in the little Garden State Classic. That'll be fun. I'm glad they're doing that every year to to have that little crosstown rivalry going. Uh, they play Wake Forest, who made the who did not make the tournament last year. Decent team though, um, and then a few other you know just local teams, and then Big Ten play obviously. Um, Big Ten's going to be pretty wide open, in my opinion, this year. Um, I think that there's some some teams that have a lot of potential, some teams that are not so great that I'll get to later. Northwestern, Nebraska, um, just not great. But then the rest of it, I mean, you could roll a dice and I don't I don't know play slots. I don't. It's just it's it's going to be whatever it's going to be. I don't know. One through ten, I, I don't know. It could be interesting. Um, but I think Rutgers, I think they'll they'll probably be a, a you know middle of the pack Big Ten team. I don't think they'll be anything special, but I think that they have the ability to be anyone. They have that um, you know that experience necessary with three guys that have been there before. I think they will make the tournament. I think they'll I think they find their way into the play-in game again. That's what I, that's what I put down here on my on my sheet. Uh, their schedule I'd rank as about a C um, overall, uh, just because it's not not crazy, but um, decent teams in there, but yeah, I think Rutgers will be a decent team. Um, first game uh, also is on November seventh, like a lot of teams. So it's the Columbia, what are they, the Lions or something like that? Mm, yep. That's Rutgers. Uh, do a couple more here. Penn State, um, another team that was they had their moments last year. First year coach Micah Shrewsbury. I, I I actually like him. I think he's going to do a good job there. Uh, really slow pace. Um, they were 352nd in pace and tempo last year. Their defense was 71st, offense 82nd. Um, excuse me, they lost John Harar. Uh, I think that's a pretty big loss. They don't really have any great post players right now. Um, I think that's going to be a, a big hole to fill for them. Um, but they do return. Um, Miles Dredd, who... He's been there for 30 years as well. Um, no, you're kidding. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's, Co- this COVID nonsense of six yeah, years with seniors is like, these, come on. These guys never. At least these, we're not talking about guys like the Nebraska dude that was playing on his sixth team in six years last year. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Um, for New Mexico yeah, State. Teddy that, Allen. Yeah, Teddy Allen. Yeah. Ridiculous. For New Mexico. Um, but yeah, I, Dredd's not a bad player. I think he's he's been around for 20 years, so he knows how, how it goes. Jalen Pickett, he's, he's preseason all Big Ten kind of player. Um, picked by the media there, um, good score. Um, he's got decent size. him, six four. He's also like a twentieth year senior, um, playing his sixth year of college basketball or whatever. Um, but I think he's he's their guy. He averaged double digits last year. Really solid player. And then you got Seth Lundy, another guy that averaged double digits. He's been there. 
good scorer. He basically beat Michigan State last year at Penn State when they're playing. Shocking that Michigan State would lose. Um, then they have Dallin Johnson. He returns. Uh, didn't play too much as well as Caleb Dorsey. They don't return a ton. Um, it's an interesting roster. Bartorvik says they'll be about 81st. Their offense won't be great. Defense a little better than last year. Return 55.2% of minutes, um, and that's really because Pickett, Lundy, and Dredd played probably close to 40 minutes a night. Um, talent's not great. Projection of a winning record, Bartorvik does 15, 14, 8, 12 in the Big Ten. That's a step up. Gives him about a 5% chance to, to make the NCAA tournament. Um, so interesting. Um, they do have some, some good newcomers coming in. Um, some transfers they've gotten. Michael Hen, uh, he's a big guy. Um, he's from Denver. Uh, he's 6'8", 244, so pretty big guy. I think he's a decent shooter, if I remember correctly. Cam Winter, uh, point guard Drexel transfer. Um, he was pretty good for Drexel the last few years. Um, also a super, super senior. Um, and then Andrew Funk, he's from um, Bucknell. Also super senior as a shooter. Um, Shocking. They'll plug that in. And then they have uh, Keba Niger, um, who I think will start, honestly. He's, he's 6'8", um, center, four-star recruit, um, definitely their highest-rated recruit by far um, coming in next year. I think he'll probably play a key role for them, honestly. Um, could be a good player. He's from, from Ohio, went to La Lumiere. Um, pretty good. I, I'm wrong. It says on, it said on his 247, he's 6'8". It says you're 6'10", 240. Um, that's pretty good for a freshman. Probably got long arms then. Um, then Jameel Brown, uh, Kanye Clary, um, and Evan Mahaffey, and Demetrius Lilly um, are the rest of their freshmen coming out all three stars. We expect a few of them to play a little bit. Um, yeah, Penn State, I, I think, I mean, they're always feisty, I, I swear. They always give Michigan State a test no matter what. Always have, back to the days of Taylor Battle and who was Tim Frazier, looked like a frog. Um, all those guys. But their schedule, like Butler in the Gav games, Butler's not great. Uh, Butler lost a player, uh, I think I saw the other day, they have somebody with like a pulmonary oh, whatever. Like he had a, one of their better players, I think, is out for the beginning of the season. Did not know that. Pulmonary Pul- embolism. Dang. Played Clemson, and that's those are like their only two decent non-conference games. Otherwise, they're playing a bunch of average teams playing the Charleston Classic um, for their MTE multi-team event Uh, and then they start Big Ten play against Michigan State at home oh lord Um, could be interesting then at Illinois and decent decent Big Ten schedule only play Michigan State once play Illinois a couple times Michigan a couple times um, I'm sorry yeah a couple times in January Um, so yeah I think they'll be a decent team you know I'm thinking you know anywhere from nine to Last in the Big Ten, honestly, could be where they go. I don't think they'll make the tournament. Um, I think they'll be right around 500, maybe just a little below. Their schedule does not impress me. I'd give about a C minus. Um, but interested to see how they play in year two under Shrewsbury. I think, like I said, he's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. Um, so we shall see. Uh, then final team of the day, the Buckeyes. Um, they uh, they lost a lot. EJ Liddell gone towards ACL. Um, in the in the summer league, which sucks for him, for but that has nothing to do with Ohio State this year. Um, they really only only return two key guys um, that were playing last year. I mean, they lose a lot. Um, I mean, I'm looking at their roster from last year. I mean, they lose. Michi Johnson's gone. Um, I think he transferred to South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
Justin Arns is gone. Branham's in the league. Um, Kyle Young, the 20th year senior, he's gone. Joey Brunk, that bastard. Thank hmm. God he's gone. Seth Towns, he was going to come back for us. us. Seth, yeah, Seth Towns going to come back for his seventh year, and then he got hurt, so he retired again. Um, and then Jamari Wheeler, who was a, a good starter, good player for him last year, um, he's gone as well. Um, so they really only returned Zed Key, who he's a good player. He's very undersized for a center. He's about 6'7", 6'8", um, a little chubby, um, 6'2", 255, kind of got a Nick Ward game to him. Um, he's he's good, but I, I don't know. I don't know if he can handle being that guy. And then Eugene Brown, um, who, who's a good defender. He's he's long, 6'6", six, six guard. Uh, I think he'll be decent for them. Um, probably play a lot of minutes. Uh, Bart, I, I mean, I think Oz is a talented team. Um, I'll talk about their newcomers here in a second. But Bartorbeck thinks they'll be 68. He thinks they'll have a pretty bad defense. Um and gives them only a seventeen point two percent chance to make the tournament, and twenty only returns seventeen point two percent. They return twenty three percent of their minutes from last year. Yeah, but has them going fifteen and fourteen, nine well eleven in the Big Ten. I, yeah, that, I was going to get to that. I think Chris Holtman is probably the most underrated coach in America. This he's guy, he, he can coach. He's great. Um, he's done really well at Ohio State. Um, uh, yeah, I think that they're, they're going to be a tournament team in my eyes. I'll get to that here in a sec. But, um, I mean, the starters, I think, will be suing, um, who sat out last year um, all but two games. He had a back injury. Is he like a ninth-year senior? Yeah, I think sixth year. He was really good was. Um, COVID year. I think he averaged double digits. He's a solid defender. He can score at all three levels. Um, just a nice all-around player. And then Key as well. Um, and then they got Tanner Holden coming in. Um, he averaged like close to 20 a game last year for Wright State. Played well in the tournament for him. He's a nice 6-6 wing. Uh, I think he's going to be a breakout kind of guy for them. He's, he's really, really good. Then they have Sean McNeil, um, career close to 40% three-point shooter from West Virginia. It's a shooter. And then you got um, Bruce Thornton, who I think is going to be their point guard. Four-star, borderline five-stars from Georgia. Um, this seems like an Ohio State guy um, kind of guard. And then they have... Um, Roddy Gale, um, Jr., he's a, he's a freshman, former four-star, um, as well as Felix Okpara, 6'11", former four-star. He'll probably play Bryce Sensbaugh, former four-star, 6'6", small forward. Then you have another guy I didn't mention, Isaiah Likely. He played for <clears throat> Oklahoma State. Um, he's a 6'5", point guard, combo guard kind of guy. Um, he kind of plays a little bit like Jamari Wheeler does, kind of a, a a, you know, facilitator, good defender, um, can can step out, hit the the occasional three here and there. But I, I think this is a team that's going to be a tournament team, probably anywhere from a seven to an eleven seed. I don't think they're going to be world beaters by any you know stretch of the imagination. No one that's going to be ranked in the top twenty-five the whole season. But I mean, I think that they're going to be a solid squad. Um, I think that, and their schedule is. I, I give an A. I think that they're. It's tough. It's it's up there. Um, I mean, they're playing, they're playing in the in the Maui Invitational. San Diego State first, and get Cincy or Arizona, and then whoever else on the other side of the brag there. Go to Duke um, in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, um, playing North Carolina in the CBS Sports Classic. So I mean, that's no that's no joke. Um, they're gonna find out who they are pretty quick into the season before really Big Ten play starts, and you know, take some lumps early, but. I think that the, that'll pay off for them and the well-coached 
Buckeyes. I think maybe in a few weeks we'll get to the a por- portion where we kind of get predict the records, put our heads bit. together, and predict Big Ten official records and placements and all that stuff. But for now, that's three. We have MSU eleven to go. We'll get through more um, next week. Um, then last last spot um, spot number five, um, and that's the scramble. Um, what do you got? All right, so for me, a couple things. These are just notes that I randomly write down over the course of the weekend. SOL, SOS, same old Lions, same old Spartans. They are a mirror image of each other in so many brain-numbing ways. I wrote this one down word for word. Lions suck. Hutch sucks. I told you, he's had one good game. And I even gave him credit for that one good game. He's not good. Watch Greg Crosby last night. For the Raiders, he had three sacks in the first half. Hutchinson is nowhere close to that. And like Ryan kind of alluded to, does Campbell suck too? Love him as a guy's guy. Love him as a motivator. He goes for fourth down way too much. I mean, it's cute. Like I said once in a while, it's cute to do the onside kick, the fake punt, the whatever. Like, you're basically saying to me that you... A, don't trust your defense to just pin teams deep. Or B, don't trust your kicker. And if you don't trust your kicker, go get a kicker who can kick. Go back and get Jason Hansen out of retirement. Uh, we talked about the the pitcher for the Padres in my podium. What, what I forgot to mention there is I saw a post, or it was like a tweet within an article from um, the guy that used to play center field for the Pirates. Uh, he plays for the Brewers now. You know what I'm talking about? skinny, great, really good player. Um, He said that he knows pitchers that put red hot on their ears, not because it's a foreign substance that's improved spin, because it keeps them focused. Like, I I forgot to mention that. Like, what? That's crazy. Um, Kind of a disturbing story I read about Ian Cole, who's a player for the Tampa Bay Lightning, about grooming a girl before when she was a minor for, you know, what grooming means. That sounds like if that's true, that's crazy. And if it's not true, then shame on these people who are making these stories up. But that's kind of a gross story. How about Thomas the Tank Engine? Thomas Kim, right? Yeah, the stat. He has more wins earlier in than Tiger. than Tiger in his career. Pretty great. I mean, awesome. Patrick Cantley like kind of blew up in the last hole to help. But still, he's a nice player. Read a great article about he and his caddy and their relationship um, and kind of a conversation. So that sounded kind of cool. Um the live BS, you know, rolls on. Norman's crying about not getting points, whatever. I don't think they're going to get the points that they need. I think the golf is going to slow play them out of business. Um, I saw this is a good one, right? So, in you know, we're kind of past golf season for us. Maybe get one more round in. This was posted on TikTok. Okay, so everybody's in in a four-man scramble for a team skin. Like, let's just say, I don't know what it was. The skin was worth $4,000, so they must have thrown in like $100 a man for a skin. Guy in your group gets a hole-in-one. He says to the other three buddies, screw you, I got the hole-in-one, you didn't. I'm taking the whole 4000 What's your stance on that? I mean, he has a point. But, but it's a team yeah, game. It's you team. knew it was a team investment. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think minimally... You get you, you, get you, you, you say, all right, yep, we're going to split it, and then the guys can give you... All of it, or they can take it. I mean, it's yeah. it's a team it's game. Just, you know what you sign up, up for. Yeah. That's like I don't know. Go find my reply on the TikTok video was to that dude. Go find yourself another group of guys to play with because you're out of my playing group. Um, 
<clears throat> let's see. I think that's all I had for news and notes. You have Hot Seed and... Uh, oh, I didn't even think of them this week. Um, I mean, let's just say the Hot Seat is any Michigan State coordinator or position coach of guys that are underachieving. Um, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. He's, he's been terrible. For the Raiders. He can't. That's a game management thing. Dan Campbell, game management. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys might be brilliant motivators or brilliant, like, position coaches, X's and O's coaches, but there's a lot more to the game than just that. There's the actual yeah. game execution. Yeah, without a doubt. And stock risers, I mean. Stock up. Um, I'm going to say Tom Izzo. This guy is recruiting like a madman. What, what What's happening? He's he's. He's reinvigorated. He's reinvigorated. He is. Oh, he here's really a stock is. down. Draymond. I mean, oh, okay, boy. he punched a Michigan guy who he's been chippy with. He takes some time away from the team. Clearly, Not there was smart. something there. I, whoever leaked the video, though, like, that come on. I mean, bad. I get it. We live in this society where all that shit flies, but that's just gross. Like, some things are just in a locker room. Like, those are between brothers. It was a practice. We're talking about practice. It wasn't a game. Wasn't an opponent. We don't know the whole story. Draymond owned it. You know, he's still struggling on some of that stuff. But, like, do we really? This isn't TMZ. I don't need to see that. And I'm not just, even if it was the other way around and pool jacked him, I I don't need to see that. What happens in between your four walls during practice and preseason, that's your business, not mine. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, Oh, another butt burner. He's he's gone. Matt Rule. Oh, so, yeah. 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 Could so anybody he, getting paid $40 million, dollars, though? I read could be Georgia Tech, could be Auburn, could be Nebraska. Wisconsin. Man, I don't think Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin wants Leonard. Um, I think he'd be Nebraska like after would be. Nebraska. But I, what I read is that Georgia Tech seems like the best fit for him. Yeah. Which would be interesting. The way he kind of built it up at Baylor. So. Well, yeah, but they just hired uh, Jeff Collins was at Temple before and he was trash so and he that's where he he replaced yeah he replaced him so he could replace him again it's kind, of, kind funny. of funny it's kind of funny i talk up or say um the freaking phillies the other day they were they rallied to beat um the cardinals i think they're six were, runs in the ninth yeah end. big time and they i think they won today against the braves they beat them seven six and the braves wow. are one of the favorites to win the world series crazy nice. yeah sprint time I get to run it again. All right. Um, do you even know who's in the in the MLB playoffs, or is that you not know? No, yeah, I know. All right, worlds. Who's going to play in the World Series and who is going to win it? Dodgers. I'm going old school. I'm going Dodgers, Yankees, Ooh. Dodgers, and six. Okay, I like it. I'm going Strohs and Dodgers, and the Astros take it in seven. Um, Dodgers are the best record in baseball by far. Yeah, I think it's going to go old school, like early 80s. I, this is actually a very competitive <laughs> MLB playoffs, actually, which is crazy. I like that. Um, will, in honor of hockey, will the Red Wings make the playoffs this year? Oh, man, I don't know much about them. I they're going to be been, They're going to be pretty good. They've been trending up, and I think I like the way they're building. Yeah, I think they'll squeak in as like I think they do. I agree. I yep. think they're going to get like the last spot, and then next year they'll contend. Best Halloween candy in honor of Halloween here. Oh, and I'm not allowed to eat candy really anymore. No, you can have one piece. Um, uh, it's a tie for me. Like I go back to when I was a kid, and I'd get home with my pillowcase full of candy, and I'd like spread it all out, and I'd throw the shit with coconut away, and I'd throw Ugh. raisinets and all that garbage away. Um, I would say it was always a tie for me, Snickers or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. 
Yep, I said Reese's Peanut Butter Cups as well. Best Halloween, I guess it, you'd say themed song. Uh, best like, you know, like... Oh, like Monster, Monster Mash? Yeah, or... Thriller, all that stuff. Um, Man, I don't know, are there really that many? I mean, I, I guess i got to go Thriller, because the Vincent Price bit at the end is pretty sweet. and the, I just remember running home from elementary school to watch the Thriller video... They'd play it pretty much on the hour, at the top of the hour on MTV when we had the old slidebacks cable. Um, so I'm going to go Thriller. Yep, that's what I said as well. The th- evil of the Thriller. Uh, that's it. Um, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you're in East Lansing this Saturday, stop by the Best Game Tailgate at Ramp 7. Look for the guys in green and white overalls. Look for the, the sign Best Game Tailgate. We're doing street tacos, gam style. And if you don't know what that means, trust me, you'll like them. Um, it's basically like a cheeseburger on a corn tortilla, and we're going smash burgers as well. Um, BYOB, although we do have enough to do some shots for sure. So it's going to be a beautiful day for tailgating, if not for football. Yep. All right. Uh, final shout out to our sponsor, Team Anders Realty. Uh, great people, great realtors. They will help you get your house sold, uh, get it done in this market before it tanks out and goes crazy. Meantime, as the great Vince Lombardi once said, winning is a habit, unfortunately, Spartans, Lions, etc., so is losing. <laughs>